0: Hello and welcome back to QC Uncut, uncut, unedited, uncensored conversation with local newsmakers hosted by me, Sean Leary, and um, our guest today is Thurgood Brooks, our last podcast, episode 100. I interviewed Mike Tomes, who is the current mayor of Rock Island, and so um, here in episode 101, I wanted to... um, Interview his opponent in the upcoming April 6th election. Uh Thurgood Brooks. Thurgood, thank you so much for being a guest on the show. Hey Sean, how you doing? Thanks for having me. I appreciate uh
1: opportunities and uh again to be on your show. It was one last time out of the court to, uh talking with you about what's important to Rock Islanders.
0: Awesome. Thank you very much. And again, thanks for being a guest on the show as well in the past. I always like um, you know the fact that uh, certain people in the public eye, politicians, are are transparent, and I think that this show offers them an opportunity to um, to fully explain their ideas, their thoughts, their vision, uh, without having to worry about it being edited or chopped down in sound bites. So I always appreciate um, when folks of your stature in the public eye are willing to come on the show and talk at length about their ideas and their vision for um, their cities. well let's get started with uh, the hot button topic at the moment and that is the 3 a.m closing time in the downtown now i talked to, to mike about this and um i also before i i wrote a column about it i talked to mike about it i got his perspective and his side of things and then i talked to terry tilka who is really kind of like um you know, uh, to, for lack of a better term, the mayor emeritus of downtown Rock Island. Terry has been there longer than anybody else in terms of being in the downtown with as the owner of Ribco and 2nd Avenue. And so I wanted to get his take on things. And after listening to the two of them, after looking over all the data that was presented to me, Mike gave me a study, which was a nationwide study. Um, that I looked over, I failed to see any reason for there to be um, a a move back to the 2 a.m. starting time. I know that that was originally done because of COVID, which I agreed with 100% when we were in the midst of um the pandemic was uh you know going full bore but i think if you look at the rock island county numbers they have come down quite a bit if you look at how the local business owners have been handling covid they've been doing so in a responsible fashion limiting their their numbers and uh also you know making sure folks are wearing masks and what have you when applicable. And so I don't see any reason why the the, the bars shouldn't go back to a 3 a.m. Uh, closing time. Tell me your opinion on this issue. Uh, give me your reasons why. And um, uh, if you were mayor, how would you deal with this particular issue? Most definitely, Sean. Uh, it's a very...
1: myself have been uh, interested in a study that shows a crime uh, influx from two to three. And um, I have not seen said study that yet you may have been provided from uh, or, or from by uh, from Mike. But you, you you said it's a nationwide study. Correct. That is not, and that does not mean it was when we studied Rock Island.
0: And that's what I said in my column. Is I'd rather see something that specifically showed the statistics for Rock Island in the downtown if you're making a decision that is applied specifically to the downtown. Most definitely. Most definitely. We don't make decisions uh, for, for all based on what happened in, in Los Angeles, or right. Rock Island, or things that happen in Boston or yep. uh, Mexico or any other place in, in the world. Uh,
1: and, and, and implement policies and procedures to affect rock, direct, directly or directly affect Rock Islanders. Uh, I think that's irresponsible, and unfair there, Rock Islanders and uh, the businesses uh, that border, uh, in this case, the, the district. Mm-hmm. And so, uh, I am in favor of. Since, since, since this is a question that has been uh, that has come up over the summer, uh, I am in favor of doing a study, uh, nonetheless. To see what is going on during that time, right? Um, but I do not believe that that, that, that extra hour has a direct correlation with a rising crime. Uh, Sean, uh, I was in downtown. Uh, the incident was in August, correct? Right?
0: Yes, it was late August when the shooting took place. And from what I understand, having talked to people who were familiar it, it with the situation...
1: Before, it, wasn't even, it wasn't until... I'm sorry, I'm going to shut up. It wasn't even until... Uh, it was before 2 o'clock the incident happened,
0: wasn't it? Uh, it happened a little prior to 2 a.m. from what I understand. And, and from what I gather, there was a personal beef between a couple of guys. And there were people that were that were shot due to the fact that he discharged a weapon. And there were people that were bystanders that ended up getting harmed. But this, to me, this incident was not because of the district. It wasn't because of the district business owners. It could have happened anywhere. It was a beef between two gentlemen and they did, one of them decided to use a firearm to resolve this beef but it could have really happened anywhere and the district just happened to be the location of that shooting unfortunately. Most
1: definitely if the shooting happened on the bridge you would have shut the bridge down.
0: Correct. And as <laughs> and I said my call look at said. north how many shootings have there been at North Park Mall? There have been multiple shootings at North Park Mall since last year. There have been multiple altercations and fights at North Park Mall since last year, but they're not shutting them all down. No. Um,
1: Because that's reactionary, Sean. Mm -hmm. Um, And leaders are not supposed to to be reactionary. You follow me? Yes. And I I think leading in a reactionary way uh, is not conducive to growth. And it and and it's impossible to uh, truly communicate, and when you communicate, you listen. So it's impossible to communicate with parties involved in that uh, said policy would directly affect if you're coming from a reactionary stance. And so, uh, as for me, I'll answer your question. Uh, I I do not think uh, proper investigations and and, uh, communication and dialogue uh, was done. For such a decision to be made as of now, and especially you—you you mentioned the pandemic. We're—I we're, 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 believe—coming out of a pandemic, right? Um, and this pandemic hit us hard in, in many different ways. It also challenges presenting many other challenges that I believe will help us grow. But with this pandemic, what it did—it it, it, it has had an effect—a uh, monetary effect on, on our local businesses and our government, right? Right, and. Uh, we need to be in a in, 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 in position to uh, welcome additional revenue, especially considering where we were before the pandemic and where the pandemic has left us here now. And, uh, I believe what we could do, um, and I spoke to, to several, uh, bar owners and, and business owners in the district. Uh, we don't. We don't have any regular communication with our with our with our bar owners and, and our, our business owners down there and, and across the, across the city. We don't have a, we don't have a business log as to all the businesses we have in Rock Island. So if you don't have that, how are you communicating to understand what we can do from a city perspective? Whether it's lights, whether it's uh, ensuring that we provide the proper additional security or whatever it is that is needed to provide service. Our residents and our business, uh, our business uh, friends, we need to focus on those endeavors uh, because that's how we ensure safety. And as you have said, certain things are just going to happen, Sean.
0: Right. And uh, we, we can't prevent everything. I
1: wish we could, but we can't. And, and for us to uh, have this false belief and push this false narrative through uh, such policy that we can prevent everything. to be at the detriment of Rock Island and Rock Islanders we have to get back to including everyone who's who's been involved and and who made the the district which has been I believe uh, absent for a couple years Mm -hmm. Uh, great we got to get we got to active all businesses and, and business owners who make business decisions and how they can advance their business because government is not a business contrary to belief government provides services and when we service people
0: Mhm. Now, one of the things and I was talking to a friend of mine today, and we used to produce shows downtown Rock Island down at the Speakeasy uh, back in the late, back in the early 2000s, and really like from the the 90s up through the 2000s, and and even back to the I was I was not here in the 80s, but and I wouldn't have been old enough to go to the bars anyway. But nevertheless. Um, for decades uh, the the district bars closed at 3 and um the district was hopping there were people down there there were tons of people down there and they were you know loitering around in the you know people were you know partaking of the food trucks and what have you and everything else and there weren't any issues so um You know, how do we get back to where um, people have, uh, you know, feel safe down in the district and they have a perception of the district as being a safe place to go and to spend their time and to spend their money, because for decades that was the case, and it seems as if in the last you know five to ten years, maybe, the district has really, really fallen by the wayside, and it's gotten especially this negative perception about it, where it's not a safe place to go. How do we, over, how do we overcome that as a city and get it back on the right path? Well,
1: Sean, I, I think most of the perception started in August. If you're asking me, mm-hmm. um, as far as the unsafe, I had never learned, and maybe I'm naive, so I will apologize, Sean, but I didn't really uh, know that the district was unsafe prior to August. Right. Now, uh, I, 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 I'm fully aware that uh, there's a narrative about Rock Island, there's a stigma of Rock Island that we're unsafe for some
0: odd reason. Um, but if you look at the data, data shows me otherwise. I agree. For, um, among our Quad City uh, uh, cities, yep. Um, the data tells
1: me Rock Island is among the safest. In fact, uh, I believe it was last year prior to the pandemic, a study came out in Illinois that Rock Island was a top 100 safe city.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: Uh, even above our neighboring our neighboring Moline. Yeah. Okay. And so uh, that's a false narrative. For one, that's one that as mayor. I look forward to uh, working to change because we need to tell our own story. A lot of great things happen in Rock Island. Yep. A lot of people are here in Rock Island. A lot of resources, resources are here in Rock Island. But if, if, if we're not telling our story, it won't be told. And so back to your point here about the district and how we get back to it, we get back to it by including the people district was so great you you said yourself you you were involved in that right sean
0: i love the district man i love it i mean and i still you, you were
1: involved that. in some of the some of the uh you said some of these the great events that were going yeah, down there uh-huh. for, for numerous years.
0: sure and
1: that means you were involved you follow me sean yeah and I don't, I don't believe you've ever had a public office right
0: no i have not
1: okay so that means we at in the public office space to get back to involving our citizen residents and business owners to do what they do great, and we need to aid them where we can and let them know where regulations may be needed to ensure safety. That's the job of people who hold office.
0: Now, obviously, that uh, you and I both know this the city has a public relations pro- problem, and um, I think part of that has also been, it traces back to the closing of the Rock Island Argus and the purchase of the dispatch by Lee Enterprises over in Davenport. There's been a a decided lack of media coverage of the Illinois side of the Quad Cities and specifically Rock Island other than negative coverage. When something negative happens in Rock Island, there's any crime or anything like that, the media are all over it. And part of that is the nature of the beast. Part of that is the nature of the media. But other than quadcities.com... We provide a lot of positive news about the local, about uh, um, Rock Island. There aren't a whole lot of other media outlets that provide a lot of positive news or overwhelmingly positive news about Rock Island. Um, That is partially a public relations problem. Um, The fact that Rock Island doesn't have someone who's dedicated to public relations and to smoothing things over so that when an event, like the one in August, takes place. You have a public relations professional who's answering questions from the media who's saying this was an isolated incident. It has absolutely nothing to do with the businesses in the district. It just happened to occur down here. It's unfortunate. However, we encourage people to come down to the district and continue to patronize the businesses because this should not be representative of what typically happens during a night in the district. And you need somebody to be able to say that. You need somebody to be able to come out and spin the narrative to where it should be. And by spin, I don't mean that in a negative connotation. I mean just telling the truth and putting the truth out there that Rock Island is a safe city. It is not a crime ridden place where people are, you know, need to be scared. Most definitely. And and Sean,
1: I agree 100%. And and, and if I may interject, Sean, um, that position that you allude to uh, in that. Is needed but that in my opinion comes from the mayor of Rock Island Uh, we have a city manager type government which means our our mayor uh, is a part time figure uh, whose job is to speak on behalf and advocate for Rock Island and Rock Islanders during times such as you're talking about and so I believe it's, it's our mayor's job him or her whomever it is at that time uh, now and in the future to speak up about the greatness here in Rock Island and when things do occur in Rock Island to ensure Rock Islanders and those who are outside, outside of Rock Island that they are an isolated incident especially when they are What would be
0: your overarching view of what to do with the downtown and the district? And also, how do you feel about the Quad City Chamber now being involved in regard to that?
1: People uh, that everybody's visiting the district at, at the same time <laughs> right. for the same reason. That's not realistic or true. I I go to the district. I, I love going to the district to, to to get some El Patron. And I love to get the Thai food. And I love I, I go buy Miss Ramani's. Make sure my hair products are are, are together. Mm-hmm. Um, and that, that and feel. I, I love going to get my car. That's why I love to go. Right. Mm-hmm. Uh, my, old, my, my, my younger cousin, he may want to go out and enjoy smoking dogs mm-hmm. on Saturday night. He might want to go enjoy uh, the Daiquiri Factory mm-hmm. or Rippo or any other uh, great place we have down there. But I'm not down there at that time. Sean, you follow me?
0: Yeah, I'm saying, I know what you're saying. And,
1: and so what I'm getting at is as long as we can provide the balance throughout the day and bring in the revenue, Throughout the day, and ensure sort the of safety throughout day and night. Why do we have to decide
0: between one of us? Right. Now, how do you feel about the, the the dairy and the city has entered into an agreement with the Quad City Chamber? The chamber has been helpful in help in developing other downtowns in the Quad Cities, and um, having them involved can help. Um, Unify the vision throughout the entire Quad Cities and and put it into put Rock Island into line with some of the other cities downtowns and what they're doing How do you feel about this agreement that the city has entered into with the chamber? It's a two-year agreement um, Then it will involve the hiring of someone who is specifically dedicated to the downtown Do you think that that was a wise move for Rock Island to do and if you were mayor would you have done the same thing?
1: My team and I are still learning about what exactly that position will, will entail and bring mm-hmm. uh, in depth, right? Um, and so I, I said that, and, I, and I'll move on with with, with this response. Uh, we do not have a economic developer in the city of Rock Island.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: That's a position that has been uh, vacant for over a year now. Um, that's problematic for development
0: in our city. Right. Right? Oh, of course. And and for me, I think it's uh, a bit irresponsible for us to
1: uh, engage and uh, possibly spend more money on one particular part of the city while we're neglecting growth throughout the whole city. Mm -hmm. You follow me? I do. And so uh, that's not me saying said position downtown may not be necessary. What I am saying is, and you said it earlier, Sean, we had a thriving district before, and we did so by including
0: the ones who are down there running businesses every day. Right,
1: And they did that, Sean, at a high level. They included Rock Islanders, and it wasn't a direct uh, payment, so to speak, from Rock Islanders. You follow me? Yes. And so I believe, uh, while I, I understand and appreciate the the, the focus and, and, and the thought of it, um, I think there's Davenport does do something great over in Davenport and the downtown here They have a, a board that is consists of businesses and all the businesses downtown. Their aldermen. In that ward and their at-large order, and I believe the chamber is included in that as well. Mm-hmm. But that's a little different from what we're doing. And uh, it's a two-year position. Will that uh, bring the true return of the investment that we need when we're when we're when we're not even beginning to? have a dialogue and communication on a consistent level with the people who uh, have, it. once again, it, it, these, these these issues and concerns directly impact and affect. Uh,
0: now, one of the things I brought up is the fact that I think that there's a sleeping giant within Rock Island in terms of the fact that we have an incredible cultural diversity here within Rock Island. And as someone who has taught within the school system and has been a substitute teacher for a while within the Rock Island school system, um, one of the things that they talk about is the diversity of cultures and the, the number of different places from around the world where um, you know students here in Rock Island are from. And so I think that that's something that Rock Island needs to embrace is the fact that we are very culturally diverse and that is a good thing. That is a great thing. And I think whether it's whether it's downtown or throughout the city, that's something Rock Island really should really should trumpet as an asset and really should bring across is yeah, we we are this great city that has so many awesome people from around the world so many different cultures so many different you know artistic bents and what have you and like you mentioned earlier you know you go down there you've got you know you've got different kinds of food you got your thai food you got your mexican food you've got you know um theaters downtown you've got all these different places and different things that we've got even with the number of empty spaces there are within the city the ones that are there, we've still got a really nice cultural diversity going, and I think that that's something that we need to embrace, and I think that that could help save the city from a business and public relations perspective. Most definitely, Sean. Most definitely. Uh, and,
1: and I believe our diversity is a lot of reason why, um, and if I'm telling a story, um, unfortunately we have this stigma, mm-hmm.
0: right? Right. And
1: what we need to do is take that, and embrace it like, like you said yeah um, and, I, and I've said this many times before um, I love to travel Sean yep um, and when I travel I, I leave Rock Island for a period of time to experience something that Rock Island does not necessarily give me
0: right you follow me yeah sure um, and so I'm sure most people travel behind Uh, for the same reason. You go to Mexico because you want to get a Mexican experience. You go
1: to France because you want to experience the French culture. Mm -hmm. You go to Spain because you want to have a a Spanish experience. You go to Brazil for Brazilian experiences. Right. Right? We have a great (laughs) influx of a bevy of cultures here. And if we can tap in and meet these people and bring them to the table a table that they had they, they, they probably never knew existed or that they were welcome to before and say, hey, we believe we believe you are an asset to Rock Island and we want to br- bring you into the fabric of Rock Island beyond just knowing just knowing you live here right and we want to bring you into the fabric of Rock Island in such a way that people will want to come to Rock Island because of you and because of the different culture that may be next to you and that's how we'll begin to create traffic and then I believe Sean, as we continue to do that uh we, we'll, we'll be able to alleviate some of the tax burdens from, from our residents and business, businesses because we'll have an influx of commercial and residential properties by people coming in because I'm sure if people knew that Rock Island High School has continuously brings uh, the most national of dollars out of that high school I'm sure people might want to move to Rock Island mm-hmm. and now we have more people, more people living in these vacant homes Mm-hmm. Now, um, our, pra- our our property taxes might be frozen for a year, and not because we're we're not hiring from within and and make sure we're investing Rock in Rock Islanders and Rock Island at at, at at its full potential and capacity. And so, uh, I do believe our greatest asset is our diversity. But we need someone who is willing to see it that way and embrace it that way and go to those people who are who have the diverse uh, experiences. and and say, we want to include you. And how can we do that?
0: Okay, given that... um, Given the fact that we are still in the midst of a pandemic, given the fact that... um, you know, you look at uh, President Biden and a lot of the plan that he has in place, which hopefully will be enacted, um, has the potential to funnel some money down to small businesses and, other commu- and community activities and businesses. How do you think the best way is? I mean, and you and I both know. We can have these great ideas and man, wouldn't it be fantastic if we had all these you know, more culturally diverse businesses, but a lot of people don't have the capital, they don't have the money, the wherewithal to start these businesses to really get this going. How does the city help them out? How can the city utilize plans that are currently in place to help small businesses get started? How can they utilize these potential um, uh, monies that are coming from a lot of the COVID bills and from Biden's uh, economic development plans in order to help more small businesses and more people, more local people who live here in the community, get their own start on a business to help the city?
1: Well, first, you we have to be willing to, to, to provide information to people. And by that, I mean beyond
0: those who typically get the information. Right. You follow me? Yeah. And so once we're willing to open up the, the doors of opportunity
1: and provide education and information to people, then we, we may be surprised at who
0: may come knocking on our doors. Mm-hmm. And then once we do
1: that, we we look at ways we can ensure we're, we're doing we're providing monies and, and resources equitably. Uh, and I might ask, Sean, I believe we have we have space in Rock Island uh, that is uh, ready to go. And I'm not saying this is what we do with that space, but uh, perhaps is it, perhaps we invest in ourselves by investing in an incubator. Yeah, and this incubator will house. Startup projects and so start startup businesses. Mm-hmm. And we'll, we'll house them knowing that uh, we, we may give them a, a, a tax breakup to start off potentially. And they'll have to pay some rent in this space. So that's revenue we weren't getting before. And that's experience and, and potential traffic because these businesses were getting that we didn't get before. Right. And that, that, will only, that will not only help those startup businesses, but it'll help our current ones because now we can. Take some of the tax the burdens off of them that we've, that we've been depending on because of our lack of, uh, of growth, and so we have to be bold enough, Sean, got to be creative enough to seek out partners that have not always been seen as partners.
0: Mm-hmm. How do how do you specifically? Um, overcome the city's budgetary problems. Obviously it's not something that you can boom just wave a magic wand and all of a sudden things are going to be better. The city has obviously got financial issues that they've got to overcome, uh, some of which are due to the the outflow of of businesses, uh, some of which are due to poor decisions made by you know folks over the last you know five to ten years in regard to the Walmart situation and things of that nature. how do you get started? If you win, how do you come in from day one and think, I'm, how, am I, how am I going to rebalance this budget? How am I going to rethink this and make practical decisions to get the city back upon the right path financially? Well, well,
1: day one, Sean, I'm glad you said that. We will be re unveiling, uh, my 100-day my plan on, on Saturday. Okay. Right. Um, and so, that does include uh taking a Meeting with all department heads.
0: Make sure you send and, that to me because <laughs> we want to get that up on you, So You'll get that, I Send promise.
1: it to me. Uh, Thank uh, you. You'll get it so
0: directly. people can see it. Uh,
1: yeah, I promise you, you'll get it. I might, I might send it to you Saturday morning before we post it.
0: <laughs> Sounds good. Sounds good. <laughs>
1: uh, Bashad, uh, I, believe, I, I believe point three says that we're going to review the entire budget and look to ensure and create an evidence-based budget process to ensure that we're getting a return of our investments publicly, right? And uh, if that investment is not demonstrated, then me as mayor, I'll push council to consider the way that we can ensure Rock Island is getting that uh, true investment in our, in our expenditures. And so what we need to do is, uh, my team and I uh, have been uh, we, we, we looked at the budget we looked, we looked at all the city uh, all the city findings that we can and we even met with the city manager uh, as, as a campaign um, which they always do which we're grateful for um, but we have yet to see itemized budgets Sean
0: mm-hmm.
1: um, and so when we take it item by item and get down to it and we meet with our apartment heads and we uh, consider the needs of the city I do believe there'll be there'll be uh, some room available to begin to address some of the issues that we have currently not all but some of them and also uh, pursue other avenues beyond the first hundred days uh, that may be more, more ambitious may take more time uh, one such plan uh, for me son I, I look forward to working with uh, borderline mayors, Throughout, throughout the state of Illinois, yes, yeah, I mean contacting, reaching out to them, because we need to go back to Springfield and say, hey, we cannot continuously thrive not only as municipalities but as a state if our border cities are treated like Springfield and Chicago. Right. When, when we have Kentucky and we have Missouri and we have Iowa, we have Indiana, and Wisconsin, all these different places that border us, that that people can say, yo, know, you know what, I'm going across the bridge. Right. We have to uh, uh, build a coalition to call on our state lawmakers to be bold and creative to ensure that border cities are not losing residents and businesses to other cities due to state policies that, that are not, uh, equitable
0: for our competition. Right. One of the things that came up in my conversation with Mike, and this is something that, um, uh, uh, this is another incredibly important topic, is, um, the consideration of the privatization of the water service. Now, I have been a very vocal opponent of privatization of any public industries. I do not think that public industries that have been paid for by taxpayers should be sold off and privatized, especially given the fact that there's so much evidence to how horrible the privatization process is in regard to the quality of the service and also the fees overall. Private companies have a private agenda to provide for their stockholders and therefore they will jack up the prices and also they will reduce the quality of the water and other private, and other public services which are necessary for quality of life. That is my opinion. Perhaps you hold a different opinion. Um, let me know, what do you think, would you ever consider privatizing public businesses like water? Um, things of that nature, or is that something that's completely off the table in regard to you?
1: That is completely off the table for me, Sean. Uh, we agree on that.
0: I'm
1: running, I'm running to be mayor of Rock Island, okay? And I'm fully aware uh, that mayor is a public servant, okay? And so are the council members, and actually... If you ask me, departments, employees are, are servants of the city. Mm-hmm. Okay? Uh, servant and service, those words sound similar and the meanings are, are almost alike for a reason. Uh, it's our responsibility to ensure that our services are kept with us and that we provide the services that are necessary and needed for all residents of Rock Island and to sell our water to a private company that does not have interest in Rock Island and that is in the business of making profit once again government is not a business we're not in a for-profit business you follow me right the private company is in a for-profit business and so if they take our water no matter for whatever they they decide to sell it uh, for if they buy our water from us we won't get it back we have no control over it I mean they can do and say with uh, whatever they want and we're talking about water, Sean. I agree. Everybody needs water. Yes. Everybody. Yes. And so it will be irresponsible. It would be cruel of, of a public service to uh, give away and sell such a needed resource, especially you look at Rock Island and you look at a lot of our residents. We have 20% of our residents within a property. <laughs> and you're telling me uh, a private company is going to care about that? You're wrong. Mm-hmm. So we have to make sure that we will protect all of our citizens and
0: their residents. Um, along those, along somewhat along those same lines, one of the things that I've long been an advocate of is getting rid of or highly taxing predatory loan places. You go along Eleventh Street, and there are a number of predatory payday loan spots. And I feel that not just here in Rock Island, but nationwide, I am a staunch advocate of getting rid of or making it as difficult as possible for businesses of that nature to operate in such a way in which they're gouging people on exorbitant fees or loans. Um, How is there any way in which the city could help residents um, and help protect them from some of the um, exorbitant fees that uh, people are being charged from places of that
1: nature? And, and, and that's something that uh, you said it happens on. There's a lot of malice There and there are. Um, most of them are put in areas. Most of them are putting areas where people need uh, are of the
0: most need. Yes, exactly. Which is so that,
1: again that tells it, me you're it doesn't help.
0: People. Yeah, it, it's
1: very. It tells me you're targeting people.
0: Yeah, it's evil and predatory, in my opinion. I don't. I have, most definitely
1: city, I do believe there are things we can do. and In fact, that's in my, on my vision, on my website, Sean. Uh, we're going to go after and we're going to do our best to uh, ban those predatory uh, uh, I don't want to call them services. People, uh, agencies, whatever you want to call them, we want to do our best to ensure that they're not uh, targeting and being playing predator on our residents. And we'll do that by uh, within the law, within the letter of the law, and we'll do it to the degree that is the max degree we can and that council will allow us to do um, to ensure that um, Rock Islanders have a chance um, to get out of situations they may be in. And those agencies do not provide chance. And if we're going to allow them to, to come and take up uh, poverty space and uh, potential growth opportunities in, in these in these areas. We're doing a service to our residents.
0: Mm-hmm. How do you incorporate the, the fact um, that Rock Island has, uh, you know, is the home to Augustana College, which is regarded as uh, one of the, the best universities in Illinois? Um, you've got, you know, college students, you've got people coming in from, you know, different parts of the state into our city. Um, how do you, as mayor, how do you incorporate Augustana more into the overall fabric of Rock Island rather than having it be kind of an island in and of itself? to not just um, you know, utilize the, the fact that you've got all these students coming in, able to spend money and what have you and support area businesses, but also the fact that from a public relations standpoint, the more the students, especially those who live outside of Rock Island typically, experience rock island and experience it in a positive fashion they go back to their communities and they tell their communities oh yeah rock island's a great city and and you start to kind of plant the seeds of rock island having a different perception not just here within the quad cities but also elsewhere
1: and you also shot yes and you also be able to uh attract potential future residents yes exactly and so uh I have someone on my team who goes to Augustana, actually. I have a 21-person team, Sean. Mm-hmm. Diverse, sex, age, race, ideologies, you name it. Okay? Uh, and I have someone on my team who goes to Augustana. Uh, she's not from uh, Rock Island. Uh, she's from the outskirts of Chicago. Sure. And and she shared with us that when I come to Rock Island, uh, she actually calls Rock Island home. hmm <laughs> It's funny because I was, I was texting her about uh, a job that she was doing for us. And she was like, yeah, I'm on my way home here. Um, I was like, okay, well, drive safe. When are you going to be home? Uh, let me know when you get home. She was like, oh, by home, I'm at Rock Island. <laughs> <You> <laughs> follow me? And so what I'm getting at here, Sean, is uh, we can engage uh, and be more proactive and active behind partnerships. And if, if that means... Uh, the, the, the first week of school, the city is uh, partnering with Augustana, where the mayor's gonna come down and we're gonna uh, be part of Welcome Week, if they have Welcome Week, and they get to meet uh, their, their aldermen uh, in that ward, and they get to meet the mayor. and they get to that, that, That's a small start, but that, that could be a big deal, right? Um, and so I do believe it's an opportunity for us to engage uh, in partnerships at a small level. And essentially at a greater level, especially if you consider uh, all that Augustana does as far as bringing people to Rock Island and uh, through your educational experiences and the fact that those people that they bring to Rock Island contribute to Rock Island's uh, tax base and revenue stream.
0: Um, Given the fact that we are, you know, we're we're still in a pandemic, we've obviously had an extremely difficult last year with covid And things are still, they're looking good, but we are still like on the, on the, hopefully on the tail end of this pandemic. And it's going to be really difficult to recover from that financially, as well as socially, Um, whether it's you or it's Mike the the mayor is going to have to deal with that they're going to have to help lead the city out of the pandemic times and into this new era this new normal of whatever it's going to be and make that transition what are your plans in regard to that and how do you bring the city out of the last year year and a half that you know we're going to have to have to get out of to get back to a new normal
1: I, I bring you some experience almost, uh, Sean. Uh, I, I come from, uh, almost nothing, my upbringing. Okay. Um, and so I, I have an understanding of what it takes to scrap your, scrap out of and,
0: uh, and, and be in a space where you are, are, are better than you were as a child. Mm-hmm. You follow me? Yeah. And so, uh, they say when the tough gets going, the going
1: gets tough, and and when you rally together with people, people are going through similar things with you. And so, what I'm getting at here. Sign is, uh, we need to lean on each other here in Rock Island. The city government can build an active partnership with with, with our school district. That will help to be to bridge some social uh, 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 things that came up through the pandemic, and potentially foster into. Economics, due to us uh, finding ways that we could collaborate. You follow me? Mm-hmm. We need a good relationship with our unions, and local trades, and local businesses, because that will begin to get us in false relationships. And now we're leaning on each other to build and bring us out of this. It. It's not going to be something that the City of Rock Island and in the, in the, in the council and mayor will do alone. It's going to take us being bold, being creative. And reaching out to the resources here that we already have here, and that Rock Islanders already take pride in. And one thing I say about Rock Islanders, we're invested. We love Rock Island. We're willing to spend our time to ensure that Rock Island gets better. And so, what we need to do, Sean, is create avenues for more public discourse. Because as we have this public discourse, we may find out we have people among us that can help provide access opportunity. That will bring streams of revenue and also other social uh, needs that that are going to be so well needed uh, here to us at a mass level. How important?
0: How important do you think it is? It given the fact that Rock Island is a very diverse city. Given the fact that we have so many people from so many different cultures and. We both know representation is very important in regard to people being able to to look at those, whether they be media figures or celebrities or politicians or whatever, and be able to say, I can relate to that person. I could be that person. How important do you think it is to have, as a person of color, if you were to be mayor and to be the mayor of this city as a person of color how important do you think that rep- representation would be and that outreach would be to all the different communities within rock island
1: i think i think it's uh, highly important Sean. i mean I'm, I'm a product of it um i was fortunate to see certain things in my lifetime that most people uh, my dad's age and before me thought they'd never see. And that provided the inspiration for me in a lot of different ways. You follow me? Yes. And so I'm well aware of what my what my campaign to be mayor is already doing behind the representation matters. And uh, upon winning, Sean, one of the first things I want, one, one thing I want to do is uh, we're going to create a partnership with the school. Right, And what a sight it would be for the kids at Primary Academy or Earl Hanson to have me as mayor uh, doing a book club with them. Mm-hmm. Uh, Elementary book club, middle school book club, and high school book club. That, would you think that might have an effect on our first and second graders uh, of color, how they read and write? Mm-hmm. I'm not saying I would change it. But being involved in such a way and having the chair and the influence that I would have as mayor, taking the time out of my day to read with kids, and because because I know this, that community uh, and there's in our school district, we, unfortunately, uh, there's a sector of population, the uh, black students, uh, in this example, who are reading at a at a lower level, not because they're they're not as bright, for other other factors. So I'm getting at here, Sean. I believe representation in, in, in that example could, 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 could show and, and provide uh,
0: a great value for the future mm-hmm. and inspire the next generation because it's hard to truly believe you
1: can do something if uh, said person is doing it, you're not reflecting and look like you. And, and most times, that may also means... They're not coming to uh, truly listen and understand where you are, so you can have an honest effort and opportunity to pursue your uh, your true happiness. Mm-hmm.
0: Mm-hmm. Um. And anything else that you'd like to add that we have not talked about that you think is really important that needs to be addressed?
1: Well, certainly, Sean. Uh, well almost certainly I just I, I think first of all, thank you for
0: your time thank and you. and this
1: interview. Uh but I I, I wanna be clear on, on one thing and I'll just be brief, uh, with Deshaun. Um I look forward to being the mayor of Rock Island that represents all Rock Islanders and all Rock Island from north to south and east to west. Um and, and doing so uh behind the the, the belief in... in uh Effort of inclusion and unity, which means it would be impossible to do such a thing if uh, I was anti-police. And, and just to be clear, uh, for I I I I I'm not anti-police, mm-hmm. and I'm also not in the I uh, also am not of the school of defund the police. Okay. I want to ensure that we're doing everything we can, Sean, to make sure that our officers are adequately equipped for what they need right Right. and prepared to go on the calls that that they should be going on which means we probably need to reassess those calls to ensure safety for officers in our community Mm -hmm. but also sean uh it means that i look forward to working with our police officers in in a community to build a truly unified and collaborative effort uh because uh for anyone who believes that I want officers to go off on their beat and be unsafe, it's not only ludicrous but it's insulting to me,
0: Sean. Right. Because I myself
1: have family members who are police officers,
0: even in this great city. Right. And so to, to, to
1: believe or, or to throw out that I have any idea or, or intentions of uh, make or, or putting put in in position to be more or to be unsafe. Would be? Did you believe that? with my uncle and my or any of my other family members to go off and maybe leave their house mm-hmm. to be safe? And that's not the case. I, I want to ensure that all Rock Islanders, including our our, our our police officers and all any other department agencies, are prepared and uh, being called to do things that they should be doing in the safest way possible.
0: How can you How can you influence that as mayor? How can you open up that dialogue and? Um, address the you know any of the issues that that have been brought up in terms of um of that and how can you help the the police and law enforcement in terms of um you know uh better remaining safe themselves as well as keeping the city safe and keeping the citizens safe as well I think we all want that. I mean, I think I think when it comes down to it, we all want that. We all uh, there are very few people that are like completely anti-law enforcement. I mean, we all realize that there's a need for law enforcement, and we all realize that you know there's a you know. That there needs to be, that the people need to be safe within our city. People, citizens need to be safe. And that means everyone, regardless of their color or their, you know, race or their sex or whatever, you know, I mean, everyone wants to be safe. Everyone kind of, everyone wants the same things. We all want to be safe and healthy and see our kids happy and to see, you know, ourselves lead, you know, lead good lives, lead happy lives. Whether you're the Pursuit of
1: happiness.
0: Yeah, of exactly.
1: Happiness. <laughs> yeah, it's true. And so, uh, some of that, Sean, so how I can assure that would we'll, we'll be: we'll have a mayor for the first time that has different experiences with said population. Both populations. Mm-hmm. You follow me? Yeah. And so that's, that's perspective and that direct uh, engagement and, and uh, thought behind. Uh, issues. But also, Sean, um, one thing we're going to do is we're going to build a police and community relations commission that will consist of law enforcement agents, it will consist of community members, which do include uh, convicted felons, it will also include uh, community members from diverse backgrounds, from, including youth, faith based, urban representation and homeless and mentally ill individuals because until each of these groups have a voice at the table you won't get better and be better as rock island that's one thing we'll do and we'll also look at ways that we could uh implement some things from resolution including can we insert 100 plus community hours not volunteer hours sean community hours into uh the training it takes to be a police officer and a firefighter Mm -hmm. can we do that if we can, that, that does ensure safety for the police officers and the community, because now the police officer is walking among the community prior to having to engage uh, with those, with said, members, particularly for anything confrontational, they'll be able to engage with them when they are teaching their kids baseball, right. or they're teaching a piano lesson, or any other sort. And also, it will keep our community safe because they know these officers, they know them, not all of them, of course, but they know them. They're right. around. And now, my community and communities that, that have had uh, uh, unfortunate experiences at a disproportionate level, instead of saying, don't be a cop, well, you can't be a cop, now say, you know what, son, daughter, I, I, I would love you to pursue that job. It's an awesome job. We need, we need you in these jobs. And now, the dialogue, the, the, the understanding is different, because we, we, we have different experiences going on, and Sean, until people sit at the table and talk, we won't know and realize that we are more alike than we are different. And so we're going to start getting back to that, and I look forward to bringing that type of mentality and engagement with our citizens and departments uh, within the city.
0: Sounds good. Sir, good. Thank you so much for your time. I really appreciate it. Before we sign off, is there anything else that you'd like to add?
1: Uh, No, sir. I think uh, I appreciate your time and and the questions. Uh, And as always, I love being able to, you know, share a little bit of behind why I believe I'm the best candidate to be next mayor of Rock Island uh, on
0: April 6th. Well, I hope I get to talk to you again prior to the election. I'm going to try and have you and Mike on again. Um, As we mentioned, possibly both of you on together. Otherwise, we'll have to do it separately, but I'd like to have you at least um, on one more time before the election to kind of talk about some of the issues um, that arise. So thank you again for your time. I really appreciate it. They're good.
1: Most definitely. And I look forward to another conversation. I
0: really do. Awesome. Thanks so much. Thank you. And thank you for listening in here at QC Uncut, hosted by me, your host, Sean Leary. Our guest today was Thurgood Brooks, who is running for mayor against uh, Mike Tomes. Uh, the election is April 6th. So please uh, feel free to listen to um, from my prior uh, shows with Mike and Thurgood uh, to get uh, better educated on where they stand in terms of the, the issues and the positions that are important to you as Rock Islanders and Quad Cityans. Once again, thanks a lot for listening to QC. Uncut. I'm Sean Leary. Hope you have a great day.